Welcome to our weekly and Episcopal Sermon podcast. We are so glad you found us. This is a live recording of the gospel reading and sermon from last Sunday's service at the Episcopal Church in Almaden. The life of this podcast depends on your listening support. If you enjoy our podcast and would like to support us, simply subscribe to this podcast on your channel of choice. Come, join us along our shared path for today's episode. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give alms. Make purses for yourself that do not wear out, an unfailing treasure in heaven, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Be dressed for action and have your lamps lit. Be like those who are waiting for their master to return from the wedding banquet so that they may open the door for him as soon as he comes and knocks. Blessed are those slaves whom the master finds alert when he comes. Truly, I tell you, he will fasten his belt and have them sit down to eat and he will come and serve them. If he comes during the middle of the night or near dawn and finds them so, blessed are those slaves. But know this, if the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. The Gospel of the Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not be afraid, little flock, because your father was pleased to give you the kingdom. In the original Greek, the tense is past. It's an action uh, completed in the past. And so it's odd that the translation makes it present. Our loving Father has already given us the kingdom. It's ours. Yay. Thank you, God. Can we all go home now that we have the kingdom? Well, maybe, maybe we should think about what it means for our daily lives right now first. Jesus tells us not to be afraid. Why would Jesus think we were afraid? Do we have anything to be afraid of? Okay, I see nodding heads. Like what? This is actually an interactive sermon. I'm going to be asking you questions and like I would like you to answer. So violence, Violence. public ridicule, ridicule. COVID, COVID. environmental changes, Heartbreak. heartbreak. Joyce, did you? Oh, no, you were playing. Anything else? War. Our democracy, threats to our democracy. Um, what about change? We, 
we know how much we love change, all of us, right? Change. What about loss? Financial security. Health. Health. Death. Yes. Death is coming for all of us, right? Yeah. Okay, so now that you mention it, okay, well, you know, when you put it that way, we do have a few things to be afraid of. But Jesus says the reason that we should not be afraid is because God has already given us the kingdom. So we have to ask ourselves, what is the kingdom and how do we perceive it? Hint, that is the next question. <laughs> faith and hope. The kingdom is faith and hope. What else? Love. The kingdom is love. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Belonging. The kingdom is belonging. Relationship with God. Relationship with God. What else? That's good. You guys are, you're like on a roll. Yeah. That's because it's 1045, not 730, and you're awake. Yeah. But the 730 service did fine. Y'all did fine. Yeah. If we think that the kingdom is some lovely heaven that we go to after we die, and that is all, then that's pretty cold comfort from Jesus, isn't it? That's pretty cold comfort. Jesus always seemed to be most interested in the present moment, in the people that he was with. He didn't tell lepers that they needed to just hang in with their dreadful disease and their social isolation until they died, and then life was going to be great. He didn't do that. He healed them in that moment, in this life, in that space. He restored them to their community. He gave them new life. And he did that for everyone who asked in the moment. He healed, he forgave, he restored people to wholeness in that moment for this life here on earth. Do you think that kind of wholeness could be the kingdom? Apparently that's one you didn't feel you had to answer. <laughs> Jesus inaugurated the kingdom with his coming, his life and ministry, his death, resurrection, and ascension. It's the whole thing. Lots of times we just focus on the cross, but the kingdom was not inaugurated by the cross. It was inaugurated by God coming as a human to live a human life here with us on earth, to reveal what God's love is like in human form. And he showed that every moment of his earthly life. That was the inauguration of the kingdom. And his first public words were turn around and go back toward God because the kingdom 
has drawn very close to you. And we saw that in what he did. The disciples watched the kingdom unfold and mature in Jesus's presence right before them. It wasn't just some distant promise. So how do we see the kingdom unfold? Where do we see the spirit breaking into our daily lives? When we see forgiveness, we either forgiven or to forgive, right? Either direction. Mm -hmm. Mercy. Mercy, when we see acts of mercy or do them ourselves. Patience. Patience. Yeah. A fruit, a fruit of the spirit. Who said that? When we pay attention. That's the how do we perceive them? We, when we see reality as it is and not as we want it to. Yes, when we see life as it really is, then we see the spirit. We see the kingdom. Yeah. Ooh, this is good. Good stuff. Next week you guys get to write the sermon. Any any other any other what the kingdom is? Yes, when we see barriers fall, we know that that is a flash of the kingdom among us. So what keeps us from seeing the kingdom? And uh, somebody already said, um, we have to pay attention. Right. Kathleen said it. Um, we have to pay attention to see it. But what can get in our way of that paying attention? I wonder, could it be fear? Could fear get in our way? Fear keeps us tethered to some future disaster or maybe to some present pain that we worry is going to go on and on into our future. Could those things that we're afraid of, those things in the future that we focus on and worry about, which gives us sort of blinders, kind of tunnel vision, could those blind us to the flashes of God's kingdom that sparkle all around us in our everyday life? For instance, war was mentioned as one of the fears. If our worry about the war in Ukraine and its possible consequences into the future on the whole world, um, if we worry about that and that holds our attention, how will we notice and recognize God acting in the midst of that disaster? How will we see those who give money and time and aid and sacrifice to alleviate the suffering if we're so focused on the worry? And if we do notice it, how will we recognize it as the Spirit's healing action in the world? Fear blinds us. And so we say, well, how do we get out of that? Well, the quality of Jesus' presence is the key. 
In today's gospel, Jesus said, be dressed for action and have your lamps lit. Stay awake, stay alert, be watchful, be present in the moment, looking for where God is acting in the world. Now this is not the same thing as remaining in a state of fight or flight, which actually just creates stress and makes us unhealthy and can even kill us. That is not how Jesus was present. We see from the Gospels that Jesus stayed in the present moment. He was fully present to those around him, to their stories and to their truth. He never shied away from challenging people who were misrepresenting God, but he met people's pain with compassion and healing. And the way he was able to do that was by maintaining his close connection with his Abba, his Papa, through prayer. Jesus said to the disciples in the story about the woman at the well, they go off to get sandwiches, uh, and he has this wonderful interaction with her. And they come back and they go, oh, here, Master, we brought sandwiches. And uh, Jesus says, now, I have food that you don't even know about. And they scratch their heads and they're like, did somebody else get here first with the sandwiches? They don't realize that it is his relationship with God that sustains him. So Jesus tells us not to be afraid of anything because our good God has already given us that which is of the most value. We already possess it. The wholeness, peace, justice, and mercy that are the hallmarks of God's kingdom. These are the things that last <laughs> and that no one can take from us. No one can steal your peace, your hope, and your mercy does not rust. You can't lay aside in a different room and, and forget justice and a longing that everyone will see it. So we have to put ourselves in a position, or maybe even a disposition, to perceive the kingdom around and within us. To stay present authentically to ourselves and to those around us. to practice generosity, which grows out of gratitude and, a, and an awareness of abundance. To rejoice in what is true and pure and loving. To trust God's promises, God's provision, and God's great love for us. These are the keys, the keys to 
the kingdom. Make no mistake, there is a cost to this. Like the thief who breaks in at an unexpected hour, Jesus will steal away those things which we considered to be our treasures, our priorities, but which are in fact holding us hostage. So instead of abundant possessions, the gratitude and generosity that spring from God's love for us, that will fill us up. Instead of our insistence on having our own way and reveling in having other people honor our preferences, the satisfaction of seeing how people respond and open to us when we put them first, that will amaze us. Instead of the outrage at others that addicts us to that feeling of self-righteousness, compassion will dial down the rage and leave us softer, more human, and more peaceful. The kingdom our loving God has given us is unfolding and maturing around us before our very eyes, and this is our treasure. Jesus shows us what it looks like and gives us a way to really see it among us. Where our treasure is, there our hearts will be also, our supple, warm, human hearts. Do not be afraid, little flock, because your father was pleased to give you the kingdom. Thank you for listening to this week's episode on An Episcopal Sermon Podcast. May this episode inspire you to apply lessons from these teachings to your everyday life. If you found inspiration in this episode, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast through the channel of your choice and spread the word. If you would like to see the full service from which today's sermon was drawn, visit our YouTube channel linked in the show notes of this episode. If you would like to support this podcast, feel free to donate any amount to our listeners' support on Anchor or visit the donation page on our website, www.churchinalmaden.org slash donations. 